What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Symphony Podcast. Today I'm sitting down. We're going to be in person in a few days here, Friday, October 14th. Matthew, how you doing today, man? Chilling, man. Looking forward to getting the whole squad together this weekend in Mexico, having the first ever internal team retreat for Arete Adaptogens. So stoked on that. Yeah, yeah. The the days here under forty eight hours till I get on my flight. Um and we were just chatting a little bit about this. We're preparing for the week, reflecting on some of the pros and also cons of working remote as a team of four. None of us are in the same location and uh we're doing a pretty good job of operating, but I think this week is gonna be great for us to like just optimize, you know, what's working, what's not and uh just not have that one second lag between us when we're communicating will be wonderful. Yeah, it's a little tough. And I feel like everyone is um, just obviously there's so many benefits of working remote too. And I feel like a lot of people experience that during the pandemic. But I feel like now on the other side of that and just being in a position where I've only ever worked remote, like since I've started my professional career, Mm -hmm. there's parts of like going into an office and interacting with coworkers and being under the same roof that I feel like I'm craving a little bit. Mm. Um, and just in terms of efficiency and output of work and just everyone being on the same page, like, I don't know. I feel like it's good to have a balance of a balance of both. Cause like, I don't, I would never sit here and say like, Oh, like I'd rather go into an office every single day just because I genuinely really value the ability to work remotely. But I also know that like, when you and I, for example, get a chance to link up or Roddy and I get a chance to link up or Brooks and like, you know, so much progress happens in such a little bit of time. So it's just, it's, uh, yeah, I'm just really looking forward to having the team all under the same roof for sure. Yeah, we got nine days. We're going to be making a big video, like a hero video, basically for one of our partners that we're working with. Basically, it's a company called Expert Voice and they help educate both retail employees as well as give pro deal discounts to uh, first responders, people that work at REI, but like just generally the professional industries that are outdoor related, health and wellness related, personal trainers get access. So basically you can go on this website and get uh, wholesale pro deal price on our products if uh, you're so inclined. Um, so yeah, lots, lots of good stuff to talk about. I, at some point in this episode, was going to play a clip, but let me ask you before we go there, um, what's been on your mind? Last episode, I think we were just talking about how we've been talking a lot about how like stress and like shit's been kind of heavy and uh, yeah, how are you feeling, man, overall? Um, yeah, I feel like getting back into the swing of things for sure, um, but yeah, there's just a lot, of, lot going on, a lot of moving parts, a lot of like things that are kind of up in the air and um, require decisions and action on our end that are, uh, I feel like it's all building in the right direction, but it's just, you know, it's a lot, a lot is still up in the air right now, which is, which causes some stress and stuff. But I feel like me personally, I've been able to kind of take a step back and um, feel into it a little bit better. And I think one of the things that keeps coming to the surface of my mind is just this concept of, of efficiency because I feel like in periods where it feels very stressful like this, like you can feel like you need to be just doing stuff just because it feels like there's a lot to do. And so like you almost feel guilty if you're not 
you know, like at your computer, like typing, doing like stuff is what I would call it. Whereas, I don't know, I'm trying to get to a place where, um, you know, all of my actions are like super calculated and like very efficient. So it's like I have a lot of output with a little bit of like really focused work, if that makes sense. Because, I mean, there's certain days where... I'll feel overwhelmed and I'll know that there's like six different things that I need to spend a little bit of attention on. And so I'll kind of try to like collectively do it or just like think about everything and kind of like chip away at little things. And that's just, it just doesn't work for me. Like I've, I've come to that realization over and over again, that it's just like, that's not a style of work that's efficient for me. And it just, the quality of work is not very good. Um, And so, yeah, so kind of just like taking it upon myself to really try to think through what the, where my time really needs to be spent and like, what are the actions that I can be doing that can like push the things that I'm working on forward. Um, And then also just having patience because in understanding that even if you are working in the most efficient way possible, um, there's still going to be timelines that are out of your control and things you need to wait on. Um, so yeah, efficiency and patience, I feel like are the two things that are kind of on my mind recently. Yeah, this must've been an interesting surprise. If anyone follows you, they saw it when, uh, what, a couple hundred boxes of, oh my God, 280, 280, 280 boxes. So our biggest ever wholesale account that we needed to order packaging for, which is basically like national distribution. We're expecting the shipment to show up in like two plus weeks. Uh, and just for a his- historical reference, this we've never, not only have we like, I don't think we've ever gotten a packaging order like delivered on time. It's almost like every single time it's late. And so I got home the other day and there were 280 boxes of packaging just lining my entire driveway. <laughs> about two and a half weeks before That's the estimated arrival date. And so I had zero plan and basically had to figure out how to personally get those 280 boxes to our fulfillment center. So that made for a, it was a good workout, but <laughs> definitely made for a interesting 24 hours. Yeah, that was nuts. Yeah. I'm respect dude, because we were all hoping to be there to help you move those boxes. But, uh, did it on your own. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's that's one thing I know that was a funny update, but... Um, that's the other thing, yeah. too. I feel like about being in uh, these positions where we're kind of, like, working for ourselves, too, it's almost like you get a new perspective on, like, how much work you can actually do when you don't have a choice. <laughs> it's like when something like that happens, it's like... I you just have to do it. You know what I mean? And so, mm-hmm. and then you realize like this new level of output that you actually have within you. And then you can kind of like reevaluate what your baseline level is because you're like, well, on this day I didn't have an alternative and I was able to do this much. So like, what am I complaining about today? Or like, why do I feel like I can't do this or that today? You know? Right. So it's kind of like right. breaking through that until that next baseline level, I suppose. Yeah, this week started back up on a little micro-dose regimen that I haven't taken any type of psilocybin in like six months probably, and uh, I've had 
three Monday, Wednesday, Friday of the most productive days I've had in a while. Nice. Uh, also participated in a live stream, video live stream for uh, clients and client work that my buddy invited me to help with and learned a ton about how to actually, uh, basically how to run a live stream, how to use OBS, which is a software that allows you to switch cameras and stream videos into streams and all sorts of stuff. So um, felt like I learned a ton through that and it was kind of a reminder like, you don't necessarily like I learn more just like with my friend taking on a client and like having to learn the skill that we were going to then perform then probably you probably take like a couple weeks in a college class to like go through all this stuff and like even so like um, it wouldn't be the same it was pretty intense because in a live stream scenario you don't there's no mistakes so like if I click the wrong button it's like permanently going to be the wrong camera switch or the wrong graphic showing or something like that. And literally up until 30 minutes before the actual stream started, we were like exporting stuff from Premiere Pro and like changing assets and names were spelled wrong. So it was super intense, but felt like, uh, like at the end, it was just one of those kind of like satisfying things. Like, man, we yeah. made it through. I mean, that's easily... Unscathed something that you totally could have said no to at first, right? Because you don't have past experience with it. But I think, you know, props to you for taking that on and kind of just like having the wherewithal to be like, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna figure this out. Like we have the general ability to like make this happen, but it's gonna require a bit of a learning curve, but like, we're just gonna do it, you know? Yeah. I feel like a lot of people would get that opportunity and be like, oh, I've never done that before. So like, yeah, pass. no. So dude, I have no, uh, I should not be patting myself on the back at all. My buddy Jackson Rezab, do you know him? He's Hooper. I don't think so. Uh, Bellevue, uh, grew up in Bellevue, but yeah, I'm going to have him on adventure creator one of these days. Anyways, he's the, he, it was his client and they asked him, can you, they had a bad experience with their past two years of live stream, uh, vendors or whatever the, the companies that do it the 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 client the bill was not cheap this is a five-figure project like for sure um and he, jackson was just like yeah i can do it he had no idea what he was doing but he figured it out literally i went to his house probably three times for like two hours each and just slowly troubleshooted through like how to connect all the cameras how to get the live stream it was uh painstaking but yeah it, it did pay off yeah the the glory was worth it but yeah um that's a little update on my end I also wanted to play a little clip uh, if you got a couple minutes here. Yeah. So my whole life, and I'm trying to like wrap my head around, I've talked about it before on the podcast, but just like, what am I passionate about? What are the topics that really draw me in? And one of them for a long, long time has been just the economic system, the monetary and financial system of the world. Like how do certain countries, you know, how do banks come into certain countries and get loans to, you know, a country that will never be able to pay back those loans and then take over land in those countries? Like, it's it's kind of this um, global monetary system that's always been this, like, big, big uh, cabal thing that I've always been curious to learn about. It always feels like it's an overwhelming problem that, like, you know, we're all feeling it now. Our dollars are worth less today. Like rapidly, the value of our dollars is going down more than it's ever been. Inflation is a conversation that's happening on a public scale. Like you're hearing about it. Like I, even in the live stream the other day, they started off, they're like, hey, we know inflation is hitting you. But it's a, it's a fundamental misunderstanding of the problem to say that inflation is hitting all of us. Like what she should say is, hey, the global banking institution that they set up in 1913 and then really put into place in 1971, 
uh, that has devalued your guys' money so much, like that you're now in a place where your dollars are worth like 40% less than they were just a few years ago. So all that to be said, I've been um, super stoked about Bitcoin recently. And you've heard me in the group chat, just like being like Bitcoin, Bitcoin's the solution. (laughs) And I think this clip that I'm about to play kind of like lays out why on a very like easy to understand way. It's from a podcast called the Bitcoin Audible podcast. I'll link it here, but it's super informative when you first start listening to it, it might feel like there's a lot of jargon and a lot of um, just it might be a little bit hard to consume. But if you keep listening to it, the guy basically reads different articles from lots of different sources. So you're, it's an audible audio podcast uh, that compiles tons of different one off articles. Sweet. Um, so, yeah, let's see if this works. Is digital scarcity. My favorite quotes from that piece was, quote, the difference between the Linden dollar, World of Warcraft gold, Fortnite V-Bucks, the euro, and the U.S. dollar is in scale, not in nature. While V-Bucks are created and controlled by, the, by Epic Games, the company that created Fortnite, the U.S. dollar is created and controlled by the Fed. One, Hang on, do you, like, does that make sense? I think so. Did you hear that? Yeah. So he's basically saying, like, the difference between, like, video game dollars that, like, you buy on Farmville, like, mm-hmm. and U.S. dollars created by the Federal Reserve, there's actually no difference in the actual, like, what it is. There's just a difference in the scale of what it is and, like, how it's used. So, like, his point is basically that it, the Federal Reserve dollars that we all trade on, the entire world economy is based on, um, basically, it's, like, it's, it's just, it's literally... It, it's they create these dollars for free and then we work our whole lives to make those dollars it's a fucked up system so i've been just going deep on this let me get another minute or two to see if there's any anything interesting here tax millions of people the other billions the mechanism that keeps these monies in check the rules of the game if you will is the same in both cases central decree These things are virtual monies. They are impersonations of monetary goods that actually don't have any monetary characteristics. They simply create a fake environment in which the institution that controls them pretends it has these monetary characteristics. But they inevitably corrupt them, censor them, or print them. In fact, it's usually all three. Every fiat currency ultimately finds its true price. The price that it costs to make. Zero. It is no coincidence that of uh, 53, I can't remember the paper, but there was a research paper that went through the history of currencies and the history of hyperinflationary events, and there were 53 hyperinflationary events and uh, throughout history, and... 52 of them had happened essentially within the last century. The average age of a fiat currency is something like 23 years because they are virtual and ultimately there is no greater power than the ability to take an unlimited amount of resources and give nothing in exchange. All right, this is dragging on too long and it's not the exact clip that I was trying to play. He was basically setting up the difference between 
fiat currency and Bitcoin, whereas like fiat currency, basically they can print unlimited Bitcoin. What is fiat There's currency? There's a scarcity to it. There's a limited amount. Um, and so that kind of like is the fundamental understanding that's... What is, that, what is fiat currency? Fiat is just like, um, it's a currency that's created with no real value. Like a dollar doesn't have, you can't actually, like if the only value it has is what the trust we place in it. At yeah. least that's the definition that I would think of. Like fiat currency is the currency that we use. Okay. Is fiat so like U.S. dollars would be considered fiat currency? Correct. Yeah, okay. fiat money is a type of currency not backed by any commodity such as gold or silver. Gold or silver. So in the days where like we could trade with gold and silver, there were other economies where like if you had, if you knew a hundred people, you could like either barter with like goods and services or you could trade like some gold. Nowadays, obviously, it's not feasible to carry gold around with you like everywhere you go. So we need some other way of trading. And but it kind of comes down, like, yeah. I was going to say, why are gold and silver not considered fiat? Because it's not like gold and silver are, like, valuable in and of themselves. Like, we've just determined that, that they're valuable, right? And we, like, placed a monetary, like... They're valuable because they're scarce. That's why. Mm. Okay. So, like, it's hard to get them or it's hard to... Um, yeah, it's sense. like... You can only acquire like a, a limited, limited supply, whereas like yeah. you can just print more money, basically. Yeah, and so I actually didn't know this. Pretty, pretty twisted. But um, the English, when they were going to get slaves from Western Africa, they would trade little glass marbles, and those glass marbles became the currency of of those areas in Africa, and. Mm. In England, it was incredibly easy to produce these glass marbles. They had the technology for it. It would be like making a mold for a piece of concrete, just wrap and repeat, copy and paste. In Africa, they didn't have the capacity to create glass marbles, so it was scarce there. And so you basically have this dynamic where the African people are like literally being enslaved, but also being like monetarily controlled by a different source, which is England, which is just basically doing the exact same thing that the Federal Reserve is doing now, which is just printing unlimited money while the rest of us have to like grind for it, basically. Wow. So um, what all this to be said, like I, I'm just going to like I'm personally just like super getting into this whole thing of Bitcoin because Bitcoin is truly scarce and it's a neutral money. The whole point of money is to like have trust between people and um, Bitcoin ha like it basically solves like a lot of these problems. And instead of a small group of people being able to inflate the dollars and print as many as they want. There's a limited amount and it takes a specific amount of energy, which is mining or um, hosting a node to actually acquire it. So it's, it's like a, it's truly decentralized. And then the last thing I'll say is like, and I'm, I'm still such a newbie on these topics. I'm just like barely getting into it, but I didn't have the understanding that cryptos there's Bitcoin and then there's all other cryptos. So like Bitcoin is truly decentralized. It's a protocol, it's code at the base of it that creates rules, which allows it to be uh, basically the way it works is like every single person, every single node or every computer has like a copy of the entire Bitcoin registry. And if one node is out of alignment with the rest, it gets rejected. So like there's a consensus among nodes and there's, um, there's thousands, who knows, around the world. So it's basically like impossible to cheat it. Um, whereas... Ethereum, uh, Dogecoin, all these other ones that you maybe have been like in the news or popular or often 
talked about in the same sense as Bitcoin. They're actually centralized, just digital. So they're blockchain based, but they were created in their own privately. I didn't even know this, but Ethereum, when they created it, like the people who created it basically like lopped off like a big percentage of it and sold it to all their friends and then made it public. So it's like the same thing as the banking system where like there's a small group of people that has the control. If we trust those people to be good people and they are great, but we know that's not how it works. So anyways, dude, I'm super fired up about Bitcoin. Uh, Don't go spend all your money on it, but definitely (laughs) look into it. Do your own research. Yeah, seriously. This is a good prompt for me to educate myself because I'm pretty not versed in the whole Bitcoin conversation. So this is a good. Yeah. No, I think as like more people's lives get impacted negatively, like Mm -hmm. in the coming times, uh, it will be brought to the forefront. We're still in the very beginning times you know in the in the early days of the internet people there was a lot of conversation like why need, why do you need email like i have i have yeah. normal mail like why do you need I a cell phone you know but then once the network effect becomes broad enough where like everyone's using the internet it's like okay right. shit this how do we live without this yeah. so it's it's the same way with bitcoin right now people are like i don't get it like why do i need bitcoin if i can just spend money in dollars but it's like as those dollars keep getting less valuable uh Every time Bitcoin has gone down, it's gone down to a higher place than its previous high. So like it goes in these cycles, but every time the new floor is higher and higher and higher. Right now it's at 20,000. It was at 60. So a lot of people are like, oh, it's it's a scam. A lot of people got if you're a day trader in it, you could have lost a ton of money. But if you're a, just a long term trader like myself, uh, you don't worry about the price of it because ultimately it's going up. It'd be like. Yeah. Looking at like a 13 year stock being like, well, it's up a thousand percent in the last five months, it's down 50%. And then selling all your stock and being like, well, it's down 50%. So, but it's up a thousand, you know, (laughs) it's up more than that. Anyways, bro, thanks for entertaining this topic and you'll be hearing more about it for sure. I love it. Yeah, we'll do a deep dive on it one of these days once I'm educated. Sounds good. (laughs) Sounds good. Yeah, Alondra's been hearing me just freaking ranting about all this stuff. Oh, I Anyways, I think that. it's potentially one of the biggest solutions to the greatest problems that we have in this world. And um, yeah, curious about it. Cool. On that note, let's wrap it up. Wrap it up. All right. Thanks for listening. This was a yeah little test episode, a little different. Glad we could actually play a clip through the phone, Bluetooth, Roadcaster. And uh, if you want to support the pod, go to retadaptogens.com, plug in promo code SYMPHONY. Root strength flying off the shelves. We got the new packaging, and uh, that stuff's gonna allow you to be more productive and uh, just achieve your goals. So, peace.